Welcome back. Hi. This is Trisha. I'm Evangelist Laurie Ann. And we're, and we're kicking, kicking it, it with Jesus. Jesus. So welcome back, friends. We are on episode four. Wow. I can't believe we're on wow, episode wow, four wow. already. I just want to quickly shout out some of our brothers and sisters, or soon-to-be brothers and sisters, uh, in the U.S., Connecticut, California, Georgia, New York, Rhode Island, Texas, Minnesota, Florida, North Carolina, Missouri, Kentucky, Washington, Illinois, and Massachusetts. Unbelievable. We all can see that they're downloading and hearing our yes, podcast. thank you. So we, are, we welcome you guys. Yes. We also want to welcome Kenya. Unbelievable. And Belgium. Yes. I can't, I'm like blown away that right? we're not just in the U.S., but there's people somewhere listening to what we have to say mm -hmm. and hopefully you're enjoying it yes hopefully you want to engage we're on youtube facebook instagram so reach out send a message what would you want to talk about what do you want to hear right. stuff like that we'd love an input we definitely would would recommend yeah. that you yeah. you know because we still don't know what we're doing <laughs> We're just, you know, we're just kicking it with Jesus Absolutely. at the coffee table. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, we are on episode four, which is Evangelist Lori Ann, who is going to talk about Tamar. Tamar. So, there was actually two of them in the Bible, and I chose the one, and I, I, I sought God. And I said, which one do you really want me to talk about? So I really, I'm going to talk about David's daughter. And I called her the princess of Israel. Hmm. David had, David had an issue and I believe it was generational. Um, my opinion, and I really love to sit and just, let's go deep for one second. Yeah. So, you know, when Samuel goes to find the next king of Israel, God tells him to go to the house of Jesse. And so Jesse brings all his handsome sons right, right. out. And God, one by one, is there coming down the line. And, you know, apparently they're all handsome, Trish. Right, right. I mean, it says it right there. Right, the right. God says, you know, nope, not him. I don't look at the outward. I look at the inward. Right. And so one by one, God's rejecting. He's like, nope, nope, nope. So Samuel says, Jesse, are these all your kids? All your sons? He's like, well, I have one more. I have a lonely shepherd boy out in the Exactly, <laughs> right? Do you really want to see him? <laughs> and in my heart, listen, I, I I know a thing or two about generational curses, okay? Right. I really feel in my heart that Jesse had an affair and out of that affair came David. Think so? I do. David is always ostracized. Right. Or do you think that it's because David probably was like this scrawny guy where all the other guys, all the other brothers were like big and... Was he tiny? Yes. Yes. 
But the Bible does say that he was extremely handsome. Right, right. He does, yeah. So, apparently that comes from Jesse's side. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. everybody got different mommies. Smallish side. Right. But, you know, and let me just say, let me just add this, this little footnote. The smallest ones are always the loudest ones right. and the toughest ones right. because they have to make up for their size, yeah, I think. exactly. But I say all that to say, if what in my heart I believe, that generational curse went to David mm. and then went to Jesse's grandson, Solomon. They all had issues with women. Right. So many of them. Like, right, what do you right. need so many women for? Right. Especially Solomon. I mean, David too, though. I David mean, had a lot of a lot of kids with a whole lot of different women. Even like the one that he purposely killed the husband for. What was his name? Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Yeah. You're right. So, I mean, they that. Like, um, hello. And it was all called by God. Right. (laughs) And it it was all the lust of the eyes. Right, right. The lust of the eye. And isn't that so prevalent today? Like, it runs rampant. Absolutely. Whatever we see, we want. Right, right. So, here's this young girl, the princess of Israel, Tamar. And the Bible says that she's beautiful. Well, she's got a half-brother, okay? And his name is Amnon. He's her half-brother. And the Bible says that when he looks at her, when he looks at Tamar, every time he looks at her, in this massive obsession, this desire, this lust, he thinks it's love, but it's clearly lust. Right. He needs to have her. And so, you know, he's got a best friend that is encouraging him, like a knucklehead, to, you know, well, say to your father this, that, and the other, get her alone, you know. Do what you want. Have your way. Right. And so he does. Absalom is Tamar's real brother. So same mother, same father. Right. So Amnon one day says to his father, listen, I'm not feeling good. Can you have Tamar come to the house and she can make me a a soup and some biscuits, you know? And uh, he says, okay, yeah. And so he does. And he coerced his way and he raped his sister. It's horrible. But that wasn't even, if, if things could get any worse, he literally rejected her. Mm. As soon as it was done, He's like, I had it. I'm good now. He's like, why are you still here? You're such a pig. Right. He degraded her. And she was a virgin. He degraded her. 
And so, you know, the Bible says that David, when he found out, Trisha, he did nothing. There was no, there was no correction. There was no discipline. That was, that was your son and that was your daughter. Right. There was nothing. Nothing was said. Well, Absalom became bitter right. in his heart. And one night he threw a feast and he took care of the problem himself. He killed his brother. He killed his brother for raping his sister. Right. And now she can't even marry anybody else at that point. Now she's nothing because she's been raped. So exactly. no man will ever marry in or want right. her or nothing. And so, you know, years down the road, that bitterness inside of Absalom would not, it would not go away. Mm. So Absalom, little by little chirps in everybody's ear and he literally stole the kingdom from his father and made his father and all the people leave Israel. And I find it so ironic how a lack of discipline, a lack of speaking truth right. when truth needs to be spoken. Right. When we don't do those things, there is always consequence yeah how deep the consequence but there's always consequence trish absolutely and i feel in my heart that tama walked away from what her half brother amnon had done she must have been humiliated absolutely Absolutely. But it must have been so much deeper than that because the act in and of itself is horrific. Right. But what he did after mm. to make her feel as if you were a dog. Right. Worse than a dog. You know, like... And he called her there. So it's like she didn't ask to go there. You know, and then... <sighs> And I think that everything that she must have been feeling going through for days and weeks and months and maybe even years. Absolutely. I'm sure that she grabbed the ear of her brother Absalom and him receiving everything that she was saying and how she must have been feeling and how it made him feel for the lack of discipline from their father, the king, whom everybody loved, right. who was God's chosen king. Right. Really? Really, dad? Yeah, that's crazy. That even like, I guess I, I mean, I've definitely read this story, so I know who you're talking about. I know that what you're talking about, but I guess I never really realized that David's son 
took the kingdom from him. You know what I mean? Because of that. Yeah. And I mean, like, I would be mad at my dad, too. Like, how do you do that? How do you allow your kid to do that to your other kid? How do you allow that? Right. And not even say anything about it. Just pretend that it didn't happen. Because now she can't even marry. I'm sure she never got married. Right. Because, so she's never going to have kids. She's never going to do what she was meant to do in life because of that. Right. And for David to not even say anything about it. Like, she's worthless anyway. So on top of your stepbrother, your half-brother, raping you, your father thinks you're worthless. So walking through life feeling worthless, that's deep. That's hard. That's super hard. Yeah. No, that's... And let me just add, you know, when Absalom took the kingdom from his father, there was a portion that says in the Bible that Absalom took David's concubines Mm, up on the roof of the house for everybody in all of Israel to see and had sex with each and every one of them. Oh my God. And he had a lot of concubines. He did. And he did that. To show David, in his mind, this is what I'm assuming, to show David, how does it feel? Right. How does it feel? And I just think the curses that fall generation after generation, until the blood of Jesus comes and you put a stop to it. Right. Those generational curses will continue. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I've been Christian long enough to see, even in my own family, you know, those spirits that just, and they have a field day. Oh, absolutely. It's just that it's easier for people, I know, and I speak about for myself too, you know, it's easier to just ignore it. Mm. But... What is that going to do? You know what I mean? You know, especially like with me for years and years and years, just like my personality wise, you know, then having children and realizing like, okay, this has to stop, you know, divorce. There's no such thing as divorce in this family. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like We're not going to get divorced. We're going to figure it out. But everybody in my line back has been divorced. Yeah. You know, and it's just... There are days, even in my own marriage, where I'm like, oh, it'd just be easier. It would just be easier to be alone, you know? It puts in, it. you have to put in the work. Yes. And that's what is the hard part, yep. is to break those generational curses, is to rely on Jesus for another day, another strength, but having the will to do it. And that's the truth. That is the truth. And I think that, you know, a lot of times, if you don't have Jesus, it's just easier to do that fight or flight. Mm. And a lot of people, let's face it, who wants to fight? Right. Like, who wants to fight for love? Who wants to fight for, you know, 
Well, I mean, the other problem is that people think that love is a feeling. Mm. And it's Come an on. action. You know what I Come mean? Like, so it's like, oh, I don't feel loved anymore. So I'm just going to go somewhere else where I can feel it. And that's not what love is. Love, literally, the word is an action. It's Absolutely. an action word. So you can't. You're not gonna love your spouse every day, or your or your your family members every day, or mm. even your kids. You know what I mean? Growing up, when your kids grow up, you're not gonna love them. You're you're you have to put in the work yes. because they become their own people. You know, I just think that I don't know. I think that it's for people that aren't walking with Jesus. Some people will say, oh, I'm, I'm going to give up. I'm just going to give up now and walk away. But other people will say, well, I'm just going to stay because it's easier, mm. but I'm going to do whatever I want. So as long as he or she doesn't find out, I'm talking to so-and-so at work or my work husband or my work wife, you know, like, what does that matter? And that's another big issue that degenerate that's like the enemy wants you oh but you're not actually going and having sex with that person you're just having a a conversation with that person mm -hmm. and how deep that gets Listen. how how much that breaks the bond of your marriage even Come though on. you have something that's exactly your it. spouse and you're like not into it because you don't you don't want to work for it or the love isn't feeling there anymore. So I'm just going to pretend and look away and do my own thing over here. And how much brokenness that you're building over here yep. with your spouse, it's crazy. I think that an emotional tie yeah. is deeper than a sexual one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, try and cut that emotional tie versus having sex with somebody getting up and walking away right right try and sever that emotional tie and see what happens you know i think people don't you know if if a marriage is lacking in communication mm -hmm. um in flirtation any of the above right then initiate it. Right. Start Just it. Just be the first to do right. it. Right. Don't remember right. how and why you fell in love. Right. You know, initiate that conversation that is probably going to go really deep, really fast. Right. Because you never know. Your spouse may be thinking the same thing. Right. I don't want to touch that. Right. You know, somebody's got to be brave enough to do it. You know, somebody, a wise woman once told me, my aunt, who is now in heaven with Jesus, my Auntie Lori, she's the only person in my life that I've known to have been with her husband for years, mm. that they stayed together. She's the only one. And I remember when my husband and I got married, um, right before we got married, I was standing on her porch and she said, can I listen to your wedding song and I said sure so I let her listen to it and my aunt is a very was a very emotional person <laughs> yes she, she was, was a very emotional person and she just felt deeply you know she just everything she just felt deeply and she listened to the song and she cried and she looked at me and said Trish marriage is hard mm. and there's going to be days where 
She said, there's going to be more days that you're going to want to walk away because that's easier. She goes, but on those days, just listen to your wedding song. Listen to your wedding song and remember why you're getting married. Because if you can listen to this song and remember, you're never going to want to walk away because you love that person so much. Mm. And she's so right. I wish that I could talk to her now, but she's so right because there have been so many days where I'm just like, all right, let me put my wedding song on. Because marriage is hard. Yeah. Marriage is very, very hard. But on the other end, there are people out there, husbands and wives, where the other one doesn't want They've tried the communicating. They tried to talk and the other one just doesn't want to. So it's it's hard. It it's hard. hard. It's hard to get another person on the same page as you. But I think that's where if you have Jesus, mm. it's a lot harder when you don't have Jesus. It is. It's hard when you have Jesus. Right. You know, um, and the one thing that I've learned and... Forgiveness is so key. Mm, yeah. So key. It really is. You forgive not because they said sorry right, or right. they deserved it or you were right and they were wrong or vice versa. You forgive because inside of you, that lockup that you feel, you need to let it go. Right, right. God. I forgive them. I forgive, like, truly. I don't know if people understand. Like, me, forgiveness is hard. Yep. That is the hardest thing Come for on. me to do. Like, and I've been saved for a little while now, and I'm still trying to figure out how to forgive. And I know that Jesus forgives me every day, so it's just, like, makes me feel even worse because yep. it's so hard. But forgiveness is... You have to learn how to do that. You truly have to learn how to let it go. Yes. And when you do when God knows you're ready he calls you to do it yes and when you're called to do it when you do it it's like this brick on your chest that just lifts yes and all those other hateful or mean or any kind of thoughts Mm. are gone Right. And I think that's what true forgiveness is. Mm. Is like that that feeling and those thoughts. But I also don't think that you can really forgive until God knows you're ready to forgive. And that's the Because truth. you can say, oh, okay, I forgive you and move on, but still be bitter. And it still be sitting. Right. You know, maybe not today. Right. But in a week. Right. It kicks back up and you're like, ugh. Exactly. You know. Exactly. You know, I just, you know, forgiveness in and of itself, straight across the board, whether, um, whether it's your husband or, you know, like even Tama, Mm. they were a household that heard of. El Elyon mm-hmm. heard of Jehovah Jireh, heard of Adonai, right. God the Father. They heard it. David was the man. Right. Did Tema know God? 
know how to forgive, know how many offerings she had to do and listen, to forgive someone that has purposely right. meant you harm, rape, incest, whatever. To forgive, that takes courage. That takes the hand of God. Mm. Not it to really say, does. not to take away from, you know, anybody else's, you know, I have to forgive for X, Y, and Z, right, a husband right. or wife. I'm talking about a brutal act. Right. It takes, it takes Jesus to do that. I think, I think the hard part for people to forgive is... Like especially with stuff like that is well they don't deserve forgiveness but it's really not about them and I, I think that's when you finally realize that it's not about them <coughs> that you're giving forgiveness for right it's about yourself exactly because when you hear forgiveness it's you almost tend to think that it's well they don't deserve forgiveness or they're just getting off easy if I forgive them right but holding that anger towards them is a lot more work than just releasing it. Right. But it's hard. It is. It's hard. Especially with like Tamar and like, who knows if she ever forgave. Right. Who knows if she ever forgave her dad. I'm sure she hated her dad. Mm. You know what I mean? Not Absolutely. only her half brother, but I would have hated my father for not even saying anything and then making me feel a billion times worse. Right. Now I can't even be a wife or a mother I would, I think she probably hated David more. Right. Like, why didn't you stick up for me? Right. What's why wrong am, with right. me? Right. And, you know, I think the, the whole thing, you know, straight across the board is such a sad, sad story. It is a sad you know? story, yeah. And you think that it would, you know... People would learn. Hmm. Nah. No. Because so even... Solomon's just as bad. <laughs> right. You know, like, yo. Even today, even today, people don't learn. You know what I mean? It's the same thing today. Bad stuff happens like that to this day. Right. Just the hate and the greed. It's that, That's why I think what it is, is the greed. I want that. And then you get it. And it's like, mm, okay. And it's true. It's true. It's just sad, you know? Um, it's just really sad. But it is life. And, you know, even though you read the words on the page of the Bible, that stuff happens today. Right. You may not be the princess of Israel. Right. But you're somebody's princess. Right. Absolutely. And if it's not a, another human being, you're God's. Right. Absolutely. You know, you're God's princess. And so, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to end in prayer, um, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. For every heart, for every soul, for every woman, maybe you've, this is your story. Mm. Maybe you have been raped or sexually violated by somebody you trusted or 
and there was nobody there to defend you or to stick up for you or to even acknowledge that you know that happened to you or maybe they think that you lied right in the name of Jesus just know that there is one that sees and there is one that defends and his name is Jesus he is a God that gives comfort and strength he gives strength to the weak yes. and power to the powerless. He calls you his own and he brings you close to him. So Father, in the name of Jesus, if this is you, I pray that the God of all creation would come and step into your room your presence right now and he would wrap his arms around you and you would feel him ever so close telling you to let go and to give your heart to him so he can mend it and heal it jesus i pray and i speak to those father that whatever was spoken tonight, if it touched their hearts, Jesus, I pray that you would meet them right where they are. I pray that you would guide their thoughts, heal their brokenness, show them how you see them. I pray that the tainted way that they view themselves because of people and words that people have spoken, even maybe what they've spoken over themselves. Mm -hmm. I pray that they would see themselves the way you do, fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord, we're careful to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So. That was a good, that was good yeah that was good well don't forget to like and subscribe yes please find us on spotify we're out there facebook youtube instagram reach out if you need us to pray for you reach absolutely. out absolutely um all about that yeah so until next week it's gonna be a good one don't tell me i don't want to know <laughs> tune in to episode five to find out Woo. Until then, we're kicking it with Jesus. Woo. <laughs>